Our Lord has descended to be here with us today as we come during this time now to be able to hear his words in this time of worship that you and I have together. There was a young couple who had come to be able to visit our Scottsdale area over the Christmas time. They were visiting from Michigan. A young couple who had come to see their parents and brought their children to see their grandparents. As they traveled through our beautiful city and were going down Shea Boulevard, they passed the many churches that many of you probably passed this morning. Churches that have all different types of Christmas decorations that are out during this time of year. As they came up to one of the churches, there was a small nativity scene that was there. The young boy asked his mom, Mom, what is that? Well, that's a nativity scene, she told him. Who is in there, Mom? Well, that is Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus. The family continued down the street until they got to another church, a church that had a slightly larger nativity scene. From the young boy's perspective, he could see three different figures that were not in the last scene. Who are those men? He asked his mom. Well, those are the three wise men. What are they doing? Well, they are searching for the baby Jesus. Well, the young boy said, they're not that smart. Baby Jesus is at the church down the street. (laughs) I like our boy's question. Who are they? Who are they and what are they doing? Today as we start this time of epiphany together, we begin with these three men that we look at, or were there three of them? These men that are referred to in our text for today and men who really kick off our epiphany season. Let's look at that first verse together again today from Matthew chapter 2 verse 1. It says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. This Sunday is known as that time of Epiphany Sunday in which we celebrate this text. These wise men who seek out to be able to find that Christ child. Now in our text, Matthew refers to them as being the Magi. This Greek term would have loosely referred to somebody who is interested in uh, astrology uh, or magic uh, in a different term than you and I think about it today, or possibly in dreams of interpretations of sorts. Those are the men that our text talks about today. However, many, many liberties have been taken with these magi over the years. In fact, our depiction of the nativity can actually be rather uh, worrisome at points or lead somebody in the wrong direction, whether that would be a young child or that would be an adult. You see, maybe some of us here today do know, but maybe some of us here today do not know, that the wise men or these magi that we look at weren't actually there for the birth of Christ. Does the nativity scene that you have at your house have the wise men there? Does that mean that your nativity set is contrary to the word of God? Shame on you. No, these men do play a very big part in our story for today. They may have not been there at the very moment that Jesus was born, but our text says that they come after. Let's jump forward just a little bit to verse 11 as it helps us clarify that for today. Verse 11 in the very beginning says, On coming to the house, referring to the Magi, 
they saw the child with his mother Mary. All of us know the Christmas story. We know that Jesus was not born in a house, that he was born in a stable, in a manger. And so as we see today in our text, it refers to this house where they are now at, Mary and the child, Jesus. In fact, that's another big distinction. Notice that our text here does not refer to Jesus as being this baby, but it now refers to him as being a child. Jesus is a little older at this time, possibly closer even to the age of two. If you have a nativity at your house, maybe there's something else that stands out that's very different. Maybe if you look at your nativity, you will typically see that there are three different men that are usually pictured there. But the fact of the matter is, we don't know how many of these wise men come. In our text, we read that there are three different gifts, and so typically we say that there are these three different men, but were there three? Were there five? Were there 15 that are seeking out Jesus? You see, when, when these wise men appear, whether these wise men are in a group of three or five or 15, uh, whether Jesus is 18 months or if he's 24 months, none of these things have any big significance on our text and the message that it is attempting to share with us today. Their names could have been anything. But what is noteworthy is why these men have come. Did you hear it in our text for today? Verse 2. The Magi ask, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. These wise men come in search of Jesus. Number two, they come to be closer to their Savior. Number three, it says that they come to worship him. They're seeking Jesus. They want to be closer to him. They want to worship him. Think about the significance this event has today, the celebration time in our church year that it has for you and I. That God, our Heavenly Father, reaches out to these foreign children in a far-off land to be able to call them to them coming to see His Son, to come and see their Savior. God reaches out in a very special way to find them exactly where they are at, to speak to them in a way that is specific to them. Our Heavenly Father still does the same with you and me today as he reaches out to be able to call us his children. Sometimes it may feel like God is distant, at least in our minds. Sometimes we may think that we are distant from God, yet we see that God is always here with us in constant communication of seeking us, his people. Through this calling, these men of the Lord accept this invitation today to be able to go and find this son that is born. You know what? These men are really wonderful stewards if you look at how they use the gifts that God has given to them. They're wonderful stewards of their time, of the talents that God has given to them, of the treasures that they have, and even of the testimony that the Lord has provided unto them. Look at this with me for a moment. First, let's start with their time. Imagine how this must have gone about. 
Instead of these men being able to look at the star and the sign and look at the word and say, Oh, a Savior has been born. Thank you, God. We really appreciate this. And going back to their job or going back to their leisure, we see them invest their time. These foreign men are traveling from the east, it says in our text, uh, possibly Persia or Babylon. It's a journey that most people estimate would have taken about three to four months. Think about that. Three to four months on camel, on donkey, by foot, going to places that are very strange, sleeping in areas that are maybe uncomfortable, facing distractions along the way, maybe facing lots of obstacles along the way. Yet these men of God commit. They continue to be able to go. Maybe a hundred plus days, all in search of Jesus. What a wise use of their time. What about the talents that God has given to them? They seem to be very good at investing with the talents that they have. You see, they could have done anything they wanted to with this knowledge that they have, this ability to be able to study the heavens and to be able to study the word of God, to see the two align and know what has happened, to know of this great promise that has come and maybe other things that they could foretell, what they could have done with these talents. Did you hear Herod in our story today of how much he wants to know where that Christ child is at, this new king of the Jews. Review verses 7 and 8 with me this morning. When he finds out, it says, Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out for them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go and worship him. These men could have easily taken the talents that God has given them, this direction that God has provided for them, and probably turned it into a large sum of money. I'm sure they could have got whatever they wanted to from Herod. Maybe they want prestige. Maybe they wanted a kingdom of sorts. They could have easily taken their talents and used them for selfish gain, but instead we see them use only what they have for the glory of the Lord and sacrifice to God. What a wise use of talents we see in these men in our text for today. The Magi also seem to be fairly well off, do they not? The men in our text today are able to take this journey that's over a hundred days possibly, maybe closer to 120 days, and are able to just go off and take the time to be able to do this, not to mention the preparation that they would have had to put into it. Imagine these men going off and what would have had to go into this trip, not to mention these gifts that are mentioned in our text. The gifts that we are told that are anything but inexpensive. Matthew notes in verse 11 that when they arrive where the child was at, it says, they open their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. All things that would have cost quite a bit. Imagine what that would have been like, traveling all that way with these gifts. You think you get frustrated packing up your car with those little plastic toys for your nieces and nephews or grandsons and granddaughters. 
Imagine traveling with heavy gold on your back and taking this to be able to go to see that Christ child. It was still of an expense to them in a lot of different ways, but they go and they take these gifts to Jesus. They open their treasures unto him. I like the word picture that's created there. These men open their treasures unto Jesus. I feel a calling in my heart when I hear that. There's a joyful tone that's there. There's this feeling that I see in these men of being able to graciously share with their Lord. What a great use of talents, time, and also treasure that we see in these men. It's amazing the gifts that they have to offer because these gifts go and they further the kingdom of God. Remember what transpires as our story takes place and just after our reading for the day, Herod gets very upset, does he not? Gets upset that there's this new king that is to be born, this king that people have come to be able to worship in lieu of him. He gets so upset, in fact it says in the uh, second half of Matthew chapter 2 verse 16, our reading says, He gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and it's in, in its vicinity, who were two years old and under. More than likely, Joseph and Mary were able to use these gifts to be able to escape Egypt, to be able to flee from Herod's terror, and to be able to, of course, participate in God's plan for salvation. What a wise use of their treasures that God has given to them. You know what, besides using their treasures and their time and their talents, we see one more thing that the Magi are not shy to be able to leave. The reason for why they have come. These men are smart enough to know that some may laugh at their reasoning. Maybe some will despise them for why they have come. Herod, maybe even in a jealous rage, may end up threatening their lives or killing these men. They could have been a little bit more shy with their reasoning. Maybe they should have just mentioned that they just came to find a child that was born. Maybe they shouldn't have mentioned that worshiping part. But they tell the story that God has given to them. They boldly tell the story that is the truth of this Savior that has come unto each and every one of us. What a wise testimony these men have in our text for today. You know the story of our Savior. You know why he came to this earth. You know the sacrifice that Jesus has made for you and has made for me, us sinners that sit and stand before him today. God who has provided each one of us with various time, talents, treasures, and all of us with that very special testimony of this Savior that has come. It's a special gift that we have and we see in our text for today. In our text you may think, but look at how these men were guided by the Lord. They were guided as they looked into the word. They were guided as they saw this star on high. You and I received those same two gifts today. 
you remember the book of Revelation, as we are told in chapter 22, verse 16, Jesus saying, I, Jesus, am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. Do you remember in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 14, when Jesus says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Back to that beginning with that little boy asked that question, who is that? Oh, that word, that flesh is Jesus. That bright and morning star is Jesus. You and I have been given that bright and morning star. We have been given the word to be able to be guided at in our daily lives, to be able to know of our Savior. And yes, this Christmas season will come to a close. Tomorrow, some of you will come and volunteer here with us to be able to take down these decorations. But the bright mercy and grace of our Lord will never tarnish. So today and every day, may we be guided by that light, taken on a journey which we see go to this path of a manger and a stable that end up at a cross and a victorious grave. May you receive that profound understanding this Sunday of Epiphany as our Lord makes each and every one of us more wise to his plan of salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. May you join me in prayer, please. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, as we look at this text every year at this time, we ask that today will be special as you create an epiphany within us. An epiphany to be able to see all that you have showered down upon your people and the calling that you have provided in our hearts. Lord, may we be able to answer that calling knowing that it is you who seek us out. Continue to make us wise to that plan in our personal life, in our professional life, in our worshiping life as we are able to be able to see you and serve you in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.